the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. You have to have processes for everything in the office. So we now have literally written down about 200 and some processes over the last six months, and it just de-stresses everything when someone's not here. Someone who intuitively does something brilliantly in the office, like open the mail or send the mail out, and those who without competence now can go to the process and say, all right, I can get this done. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson, I'm out in San Diego for the second day of trafficking conversion. This is Digital Marketers conference with 7,000 attendees. We got to hear from Richard Branson last night. That was pretty interesting. He's had quite a life. And so he was sort of the headliner. But, you know, when I go to these conferences, I usually try to go to the smaller sessions to try to hear just some nuggets from people that are real practitioners. And I I heard some uh, good presentations on YouTube and on Facebook Live and on uh, community building. So I've got some good ideas for our Maximum Lawyer Facebook group. Very cool. So what do you think is the number one thing or the best thing that you've heard to this point? Best piece of advice, I'll say. It's to get actively involved in these Facebook groups. I know you and I have, have sort of watched Maximum Lawyer's Facebook group sort of take off on its own. But the, the lady who spoke used to run Digital Marketers Facebook group. And then now she contracts out Facebook hired her as a community manager. So there's like, you can actually get certified as a Facebook community manager. And there are a lot of little just little things you can do. You can highlight your members. You can, you know, just start more debates and conversations and you can really profile what you're doing in the Facebook group. And and it's just much more engagement than just sort of broadcasting announcements. And so I saw that we're doing a lot of things right in our group, but the lady who spoke was, she was rock solid. Interesting. I mean, it's, it's cool that we're doing things right. I mean, it was all organic. So (laughs) none of it was was really planned. So it's it's kind of cool that it's, that we're doing some things right. I'm sure we can do do better on highlighting members and things like that. So we'll do that. Jimmy, we do have a guest this week, so I want to make sure we, we respect his, his time. But I do want to make an announcement. Maximum Lawyer this week is made possible with support of Blue Shark Digital, which provides cutting-edge digital marketing for law firms. Get more info at bluesharkdigital.com. Jimmy, you want to introduce our guest of the week? 
Yeah, so our guest today is Jeff Horn. He's an attorney in Toms River, New Jersey. And I'm really excited to have Jeff on the show. He and I met at a mastermind for John Fisher in Washington, D.C. about a year ago. And Jeff is also noteworthy for being one of our listeners who actually has his own podcast. So I want to talk to him about that. I'm really excited. Jeff, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much, Jim and, and Tyson. Yeah, I got to meet Jim actually at Blue Shark Digital uh, because of the mastermind experience. John Fisher invited me when I met him at Strategic Coach, and uh, I am a devoted Maximum Lawyer podcast listener. I've imposed it on my family. If you get in the car with me, you're going to be listening to some kind of podcast, and odds are it's Maximum Lawyer. I love it. The, the podcast that I impose on my wife is the Tony Kornheiser Show. And so she makes fun of me. So um, Christopher Nicolason, he and I shared the same thing. So I'm sure Gretchen is punished by the by Tony Kornheiser show. I, he's even sent me a shirt from Chatter. So those of you littles out there know what I'm talking about. So, um, all right. So, Jeff, tell us about yourself, about your law firm, how you got to where you are now. Sure. My pleasure. I'll give you the real quick version. Right now, we are three lawyers and three staff, including a marketing manager who we just hired, really inspired by a lot of the stuff I've learned on Maximum Lawyer and Mastermind Experience. And also, my participation in Strategic Coach reminds me about this concept of unique ability, and I have very few. So I've got to find really, really talented people to help me do everything else, including marketing. I often say I've never worked a day as a lawyer. It's a second career for me. So when I came out of law school, I had a clerkship for a great superior court judge named Tom O'Brien. And then I opened up my own practice. I never practiced a day under anybody else's letterhead. Built up a firm with six people on the letterhead. And then we decided that wasn't working out so great. So we, we parted friends. I think they all still love me. I, all, I love them. And uh, now we've regrouped. And only doing family and divorce law and uh, living at the paradise of the Jersey Shore. Jeff, talk to us about your firm, the size of it, how it works, the workflows, and where your clients come from. Sure. The best clients always come from referrals, Jim and Tyson. You guys know that. So other lawyers, other professionals, former clients always give you the, the clients that are going to have the best relationship with you, be most satisfied with your services. But in a digital world, we are spending some money. In fact, we have just hired Blue Shark to revamp our website. We do some direct mail advertising uh, to folks that may need our services. I've been a direct mailer for a long time before I was even a family and divorce lawyer. So that does generate some activity. Workflow-wise, and again, I want to give all the credit in the world to this uh, Jay Ruane. You guys know Jay. I listened to a Zoom cast about uh, six months ago, and he said you have to have processes for everything in the office. So we now have literally written down about 200 and some processes over the last six months, and it just de-stresses Everything when someone's not here, someone who intuitively does something brilliantly in the office, like open the mail or send the mail out, and those who without competence now can go to the process and say, all right, I can get this done when the other person isn't there. We do telephone free consults, and we do many per day. Very few turn into clients, but it's sort of a service to the world, uh, kind of the go-giver attitude that I know you guys share. 
that we're happy to talk to folks, even if they cannot afford to retain our services. Talk to them, try to get their heads on straight, and get them in the right direction. And then those who are apt to want to hire us, then they come in and bring their checkbook. And I should say, bring their credit card. That's how people pay now, right? Right. <laughs> I love it. So, Joe, I'm looking at your website, and it says, you know, family law, state, business services, general litigation. Sounds like you primarily do family law, though. What? I'm always curious. Why family law? To me, it's <laughs> the worst practice area ever because yes. people are, they just, ever, no, no one's happy. And not to knock your practice there. I'm just curious. Why family law? It's it's so funny to say that because I don't I didn't figure it out for a while. That's why it's so many other practice areas. Okay, I I fought and ran away from it, and I will tell you I did uh, tax work. I, I that was by far my most profitable work of of all my years. We made a lot of money doing tax, and I just drifted away from it. Then I bought apartments. I owned fifty three apartments apartments at one point. Uh, then I. Uh, bought a paper shredding business. Then I started a, a big cleaning business. I had 50 something people working for me. And uh, then I went to Strategic Coach, and it just brought me back to what you're good at, what you love, what you charge up the steps to do every day. And that is family and divorce law. I always say it picked me because remember when I mentioned when I started my own practice, it was just me. There was no one else around. I had no direction. So what came in the door was family and divorce because smart lawyers like you, Tyson, didn't want it. So you said, I'm not taking a stupid family case for whatever it was at the time, 1500 bucks. I'm going to work on my million dollar PI case. So you sent it to me and I got more and more and more of those. And uh, I believe got pretty darn good at it. And uh, it's a necessary function in society. And I don't, I don't know, there's something wrong with me. I agree. But there's something wrong with me because I love it. Jeff, talk to us about your two books that you have available for download on your website. How did you go about creating them, and what bang for your buck have you seen for them? Yeah, well, the bang for the buck for me personally is I love writing. I write every single day. I journal every single day. So go back to Shockproof Divorce. That's a book I spent literally years writing. If I started practicing, you know, 98 and then 2005, I finished that book. So that was over a seven-year period. Shockproof Family Law it was just a, just a tightening up, a smartening up of that book. And then I also have a, uh, a parable, Rich Uncle Divorce. The way I write now is I get the idea and I have my blue folder. Okay, now Tyson, I know you're a super tech guy. You're not going to like this. I have my blue folder. And when I get an idea for a creative project, I write on a piece of paper and I put it into the blue folder. And every few weeks, I go through the blue folder, get rid of the stupid ideas, the crazy ideas. But once there's a pattern, then I start dictating. I can't type. I'm incompetent to type on a computer or understand how to use a lot of the software, but I can dictate. I use the Dragon on my iPhone, and it works well enough to stream out ideas. I read a book by Alex Haley who said, don't worry about writing the first chapter first. So I might be writing the sixth chapter first. Just write and write and write and write and write. And these things form into books. I have another book that I'm as well along, short book called First Eight Days of Your Divorce. So I love doing it. Bang for the buck in terms of credibility. A lot of people mention the book. Sometimes people will actually cross-examine me about something I wrote in a book. Well, Jeff, you said on page 87 of your book 
this. Now you're telling me that. So that could make for some funny uh, client interactions. Love it. And, and Jeff, just so you know, and Jim can attest to this, I carry around a little black book that I take notes in all the time. And I take notes religiously in my right. old-fashioned paper book. So I, <laughs> I, I love tech, but there, there's something about having that, that piece of paper just to write on. So I, I got um, you. Well, I'm learning tech from you every week. I can't keep up, but but we do we do take tips and advice, and and I was really wowed even by how you guys set up your um, follow up so that I would be on time for my uh, call in. I got a text, I got an email, and I got a phone call. So you can't ignore that. Oh yeah, that's all, Jimmy, and I can't stand that thing. So he took I had him take me off that thing, so he took me off. <laughs> I can't stand because I get it every week. You get it once, I get it every week. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, so here's my question for you. You've gone to strategic coach. You've gone through a lot of, over your career, a lot of different things that you've done, um, investments, um, practice areas, things like that. Where are you going to be in three to five years? Where, what, what's your planning like? Where, where are you headed? Thank you for that. So one more plug for one other resource out there is the book Traction. I think you guys have mentioned this on here. Gino Whitman. So, so without that, I would just be making up a complete BS answer right now. Okay. But thanks to that book, Traction, and doing that vision traction organizer, Maggie Moriarty, my main lawyer in the office, and I do this, we really have a plan. And our plan is to now, we've just consolidated to only taking family cases. That's only over the last few months. And now I'm hot on recruiting other lawyers between the ages of 30 and 70 who just want to be excellent family law practitioners to partner up with them in their offices to grow geographically. We're at the Jersey Shore, so we have really three zones here in New Jersey. We have West Jersey, Philadelphia zone, and then we have Northern Jersey, New York suburbs, and to open up offices with partners where we will do all the back-end stuff. All they will need to do is be an excellent lawyer to be an entrepreneur and not worry about anything else. Just be completely free to write, to serve clients, to be an outstanding advocate, to give their clients excellent customer service. And we will take over every other function here at the at the world headquarters. So... My hope is over three years to have five branch offices and to really nurture those other lawyers to be really happy people who love what they do, who make a decent living, and to have a real firm without some of the rivalries and the competitiveness that that arose when we had six bulls under one roof. And we we tended to elbow each other into the ribs more than I wanted to on a day-to-day basis. So that's the game plan. One of the downsides from Tyson going down to Columbia, Missouri, is I don't get to elbow him in the ribsides as much. As I <laughs> uh, Jeff, you're a big fan of podcasts, and you, you mentioned that, and you also uh, have your own podcast. Talk to us about what you were thinking when you started your podcast, and what have you seen manifest itself since starting the podcast? A couple of years ago, when, when I was uh, kind of fertilizing this idea and I was writing in my journal, I had committed to doing more human connecting. 
I kind of had fallen out of that loop, age of my kids, status of my life, and I wasn't going out and meeting people and, and loving on people as much as I used to. So I pledged to do it. And then for several months, guys, I didn't do it. So then I was really kind of torqued at myself. And I said, look, there's another way I can do this. I can meet with people one at a time. And so far, all of my podcasts have been people, either I'm in their office or they're in mine. So one, or, or, or in someone's home even, we've done in Chicago. One-to-one, across the table. So having that human contact and just turn it into, hey, if we had a conversation, who would benefit from it? Well, I don't know, but let's record it. Let's put it out to the world. My avatar listener is is my friend Pete Bronzino. He's a younger lawyer. I forced him to go on his own when he was looking for a job about 10 or 12 years ago. I saw it in him that he would be a star. So he went out on his own. And it's sort of when when Pete was a brand new lawyer, that's my avatar listener. It's getting some traction. I've dropped 16 shows so far. I look forward to that as much as anything else that I do, both the recording of it, the prep, and also when it actually drops. I'm always very excited. Teen George is our marketing manager. She would have the numbers to try to figure out uh, how much how our uh, listenership is growing. I so admire how you guys have done your thing. So if we succeed, it's because we're copying off a of maximum lawyer. So thanks in advance. I love it. Do you do your own editing? Did I catch that, or did, did someone? No, else no. We have a uh, a guy who does the editing and and puts some music on there and puts kind of the intro outro, does all that, puts all that together for us. Gotcha. Okay. I, I want to make sure because I didn't want you to make it seem like it was too easy to do because what we do is really hard. Okay. <laughs> you know, you got to love it though. You you can't fake it. If you don't like doing it, it's it's not going to work. You know, I just sit with my laptop and my uh, what do they call the thing? Blue snowball mic, and we just drink coffee and talk about being a lawyer. And nice. Well, I've got a real I've got a real question for you, and this is the one I like asking. And it's what challenges you the most? What's the most difficult thing for you to do? What what do you struggle yes. with? By far, guys. Because I'm already established, I have a comfortable life, it's saying to myself every day, all right, take your comfortable life, break that apart, hire a marketing manager that you don't really have the money for, hire another associate lawyer who knows nothing who you're going to train up. And that's what I've done in the last six, seven months. So then when your cash flow isn't so great, when that bank balance that used to be in my attorney business account is draining down and you start to go, holy smokes, what am I doing? Why am I doing that? That's the biggest challenge every single day of being a small business person, a practitioner. It's that belief in yourself that you're going to grow out of your cash flow problems. You got to be patient. It's harder to do once you've already sort of seen a comfort zone in your practice and in your personal life when you've had a decent amount of money coming in and now you're you're kind of breaking that all apart. So I'm in that mode right now and I'm trying to stay strong. So any words of encouragement, I'm happy to receive. Oh, I think that's just a tremendous mindset. I mean, obviously with you being willing to spend the money and take the time to go to strategic coach and to hang out with cool cats like Seth Price at Blue Shark and John Fisher for the Masterminds. <laughs> and think, Jim Hacking and Tyson Matrix. 
Well, of course, yes, that goes without saying. But I think that a lot of lawyers sort of miss that. I think a lot of lawyers do get to that comfort level and they don't think about growth or expansion. I mean, I think a lot of our listeners do. And I think that's sort of one of the trademarks of our membership is that everyone sort of wants things either better or faster or smarter or better. And I think that just really the idea of keep maintaining that edge by putting yourself in more difficult situations, obviously there's risk there, but walking that high wire is really, I think, what it's all about. I really appreciate that. And uh, and I think you're 100% right. I think the people that invest the time in podcasts and go into Mastermind, go into the conferences, go into the Maxwell Conference, are those that are inclined to the uh, to the growth mode, and I would say it's 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 ingrained. It's not that I have a choice, but to try other things and uh, and accept this idea that comes. Not it doesn't come so easy. This idea, but here it is, right? If you fail at something, it's not failure. It's learning, and you got to beat that into your head, or else you won't try anymore. You'll just hold on to what you have. And to me, that's a terrible way to live. You've gone, I mean, you spent a lot of money on, on training, learning how to do things. I mean, you've kind of been through it, right? You've been, you've gone through, you've done it yourself, and you've spent a lot of money on a strategic coach to, to train you to do this. What is your advice to lawyers just starting out? And whether that's just out of law school or that's, they've been practicing for 10 years, whatever it may be, what, what would your advice to be just starting out? Sure. Right. These guys that are coming out, guys and gals are coming out now, have just spent more like $200,000 on schooling and training and undergrad and and law school. And they're probably in fear, like, how am I going to pay that back? And I would tell you, uh, strategic coaches cost like $10,000 a year. I've also done Sandler sales training, which was a little bit less. That was fantastic my brand new associate, Jessica Carosiello. I have her in Sandler sales training because, you know, as you guys well know, you learn a lot of issue spotting and CRAC and IRAC and how to write and how to look at statutes and all that jazz when you go to law school. But it has nothing to do with you. what you guys teach. Mindset training is part of your training as, as well as how-to stuff. So take the new lawyer, Take the free route first. Listen to the podcast. This is an excellent one. And there's a whole bunch of great ones. Invest in yourself because your 200 grand is just the tip of the iceberg for what you're going to spend to keep up. Uh, if you believe that robots and AI and technology are going to eat into our businesses, and I'm certain they are, then you've got to run a little bit harder than maybe uh, folks from the lawyers from the 60s and 70s and 80s, the so-called golden age of the law practice, had to run. They had it maybe a little bit easier. I have a crazy friend from my gym, if I can just digress, and he comes up to me and he goes right in my face and he says, Jeff, what animal were you? And then he walks away. And he's, he's kind of a crazy guy, but I ignored this question. And then later it came to me, I said, I don't know what, what animal I was, but I know it was a slow animal. Okay, and I know I had that animal had to get up early in the morning and start running to keep from being eaten. So if I was a brand new lawyer, I would figure out what animal I was and uh, I would start running. Jeff, I, I I love it. Now Tyson, for the record, we've now gone about 130 
plus episodes, and we just had our first mention of Iraq and Iraq. So it really takes that. That's a testament to having been able to go for two plus years without thinking about how to outline a case, because that is certainly not something that I thought about in a long time. But I appreciate that, Jeff. Um, and I think it's so great that you have young lawyers that you've been mentoring, and that you have, you know, obviously you have sort of like a global view of things. And I think I think that's really important for for all us and our listeners. But the one thing I wanted to touch on, this is my last question, is sales. You use the word sales. And I think a lot of lawyers, and not necessarily our listeners, but a lot of lawyers think, well, lawyers are above sales and we don't have to study sales and we don't have to learn about overcoming objections and, you know, sort of take it or leave it. If people want to hire me, they hire me. If not, I mean, what, what sort of tips do you have for our listeners when it comes to sales or closing the sign up of a case? I have a lot, so I'll try to try to keep it. Keep it simple, really. People buy for their own reasons. They don't buy from us because they think we're so smart. They think we're going to get them through whatever they're in the middle of, and they think they're going to be okay on the other side. So what I would do is try not to be so smart. Pretend like it's your first day in practice, like you're a dummy. This is a Sandler sales training trick. Uh, Sell like you're a dummy. So when people ask questions, don't give them the law school answer. Uh, If you don't know the answer, say, I'm not sure, but I will find out. I will get you the information. Let them talk at least 70% of the time. This is hard for lawyers. And lawyer, talk 30% of the time. I find that when I do that, people know that I'm listening to them and I'm really interested in their deal. And since it is their deal and not my deal, and I'm not giving them a lecture on how smart I am or how much law I know or how well I know the judges or any of that jazz, that they they feel at ease. And whatever your uh, area of practice is, uh, PI for Tyson, immigration for Jim and family and divorce, it's all about that client looking in your eye and believing that you're going to make sure it's okay. So shut up is my main advice to selling. Hear that, Jim? Shut up. Got it? (laughs) All right. Speaking of shutting up, I'm going to start to wrap up, Jeff. Before we do, though, a couple things. First, shout out to Nick Ortiz. Thanks for the referral. Appreciate it. Second thing is go to the Facebook group where great people like Nick and William Eady and Jeff and other people are sharing all their greatest secrets and tips and tricks and everything else and asking questions, getting feedback, join there. If you don't mind going to iTunes and giving us a five-star review, we really, 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 really appreciate it. Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? Jeff mentioned earlier that lawyers should think about what animal they are, and five of our friends have announced that their animal is a tiger. They've come out with a new book called Tiger Tactics. It's by Jay Ruane, Ryan McKean, Billy Tarasio, Wild Bill Umansky, and Teresa DeGray. And we're very excited about their book. Uh, Mine is on its way. I'm sure it's going to be chock full of great practical things for our listeners. And we're going to have them on the show in a couple of weeks, as many of the authors as we can. We're going to do a Facebook Live with them coming up in a couple of weeks. So everyone get your book so you can be ready to ask them questions when they come on the show live. I've gotten bits and pieces of it. My book will arrive this week, too. But I'm in a Slack group with all of them except for Bill. I think I think I, I don't think there's anyone else that's not in the group. I think it's only Bill that's not in the group. 
And I've gotten to see bits and pieces of it. And then also get insights into these individuals that are really freaking smart. I know that Jeff, you mentioned Jay Ruane, but they're all just brilliant people and brilliant ideas. And they've all been giving us bits and pieces of advice on, on the conference and things like that. So I, they, they know what the hell they're talking about. So I really recommend you get the book. It's, it's really, really good. I'm ahead of you guys because I already got it. I got it on Kindle. You press a button, and next thing you know, it's there. And I read it on the weekend. Nice. So Very I, cool. I can't say enough about uh, about this whole gang, how they support each other. Five lawyers supporting each other. See, there's no rivalries. And then you guys really supporting them. So I can't say enough about that. Excellent. You, you one-upped us on, on, on the Kindle. Kindle <laughs> uh, yeah, so tell us your tip of the week. You, you know the routine at this point. So what, what's, what's your I tip do. for hacking I do. So I went to really uh, to the depths of my brain here. So I'm reading a book right now called The Courage to Be Disliked. The Courage to Be Disliked. It is written in Japanese, translated beautifully into English, and uh, essentially the spirit of these different groups that we're involved in is that you're not a victim. You're not in competition with everyone else. You're in competition with yourself to be your best self. Do what you do for your community. And those are just a couple of the highlights from this thing. It's written student philosopher. So it's a dialogue. So it really goes back and forth brilliantly. The authors are Kashimi is one last name and Koga. Kashimi and Koga. I don't want to butcher their first names in uh, uh, Japanese. But uh, I can't say enough about it. And how did I find out about this book? Listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast, he interviewed the Shopify founder, Toby Lutka, and he recommended that book. I got it. And now I'm literally going through it a second time to highlight and annotate because it is fantastic, good stuff for all the um, all the kind of um, way you guys and, and this gang look at life and look at the practice of law. Excellent. Very good stuff. All right. So Jeff, Jim, do you all like money? You like money? Like it and need it. Okay. It's, it's an important thing. So I'm going to try and make everyone some more money. So here's what I want you to do. I want, you, I want everyone to sit down and write down all the things that you do to generate profit, your profit generating activities. And I want you to then, and I'm sure that Jeff, I know that you're just doing family law now, but you maybe may have a thing here or there that, that you're still working on. So I want you to cut your least profitable activity that you're doing out of your life. So if that's completely eliminating it, it's fine. If it's delegating, it's fine. Automating, whatever it is, stop doing it because I want you to start doing more profitable things. So in the next week, Pick one thing. It could be the smallest thing in, in the world. It could be something very small, but your least profit-generating activities and just get rid of it so you have more time to work on the more profit-generating activities. Deal? Deal, Jim? Deal, Jeff? Deal. That's that's great advice. Thank you, Tyson. When you said you had a way to make some money, I thought you were going to tell us all to mail you $100. You know, I, I, let's do that, too. Um, let's, I'll leave some sort of fancy in here uh, that uh, I'm not going to guarantee any results. No, yes, if you'll send me $100, I'm not going to give it back to you, though. That's the deal. Jeff, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. It's You can tell you've had some experience on a podcast because you've got your own podcast. So for everyone else, make sure you check out Jeff's podcast. Jeff, what's the name of it and how do they get a hold of you? 
The Bold Sidebar is the name of the podcast. And for iTunes listeners, it's that easy, The Bold Sidebar. For non-iTunes people, Buzz Sprout is the host for The Bold Sidebar. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Excellent. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.